This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Hello, my name is Anonymous. I am 29 years old and I am here today to share all about being in a friends with benefits situationship for the past two plus years with a coworker. That is a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Oh, it's even messy to say out loud. So I, yep. I acknowledge that it is a lot to process. (laughs) It's, it's also funny because you could go about that many different ways. You can say like, I've been seeing a coworker for two plus years as friends with benefits. You can say I've been friends with benefits for a coworker with a coworker for over two years. You can say like, there's so many angles. Like it's like the coworker, it's the friends with benefits and it's two years. Two over two years. Yeah. Are you okay? Yes. There have been some breaks (laughs) there. I've actually been in and out of relationships in that time. Um, but from when we first slept together to right now, it has been like an on and off thing for over two years now. Wow. Okay. Take me back to the beginning. How did this start? 
Of course. So I started with my company in January of 2018, fresh out of grad school, and he started in July of 2019, fresh out of undergrad. So there's like a three-year difference there. And when I first met him, like first day in the office, he's being introduced around and like first, like first um, initial reaction is like, yeah, he's cute, right? Like I can appreciate a good looking human being. Like he's cute. I didn't think anything of it. Um, I don't really know how things progressed to where they got to, but eventually he stopped by my desk every morning. We started messaging over our work messaging system, both individually um, and in part of like a larger coworker group. So I'd say that there's five of us that are really close, him, myself, and then three others. Um, And that's kind of where things stood for a while. Um, Towards the end of 2019, I asked myself, like, do I have a crush on him? Like, we started to talk more. I'm physically attracted to him, right? And I kind of vetted it out with one of our mutual coworker friends. And at the time, we agreed, like, there might just there might just be some differences there that I should just drop it and like not pursue further, which I did. And I was, I was fine with it. Um, COVID's obviously coming around the corner. Um, I met somebody organically in the wild um, right before COVID started. And this was um, like first date was the end of February, 2020. So he and I are in our bubble together with COVID I'm still talking with my coworker during the work days, but like very platonic. Um, that relationship grew very serious very quickly, I think because of just how intimate like COVID had to make us of like really only, he's like the only person I saw during that time. Um, so my coworker being on the side, like that kind of crush, not crush, never even crossed my mind because I was so invested in this relationship. Um, and we were talking about kids, we were talking about marriage, like, I truly thought that I had found my person. Um, and this coworker was just on the side, very platonic, still message, still talked, um, but I never thought anything more of it. Until that relationship started to end in like, December of 2020. Um, Can I ask why it started to end? Yes. Um, there was no, like nothing really happened. Um, it was one of those things where I just realized that he may not be the person for me. Um, what really had started it was that he told me he was potentially relocating to Canada for his job. And in that moment I was like, this is another relationship I'd want to do distance with. I don't want to feel forced into getting engaged just to move to Canada with you. And like in that moment, I was like, we've been talking about marriage. We've been together for nine months. And like, I don't want to do distance with this. This is like a red flag. So I think I had just recognized that like this probably wasn't my person um, and needed to end the relationship. Um, Got it. Okay. So we're at the end of 2021. End of 2020, but still. End of 2020. Yep. End of 2020. Yeah. Deep, deep, deep COVID. End of 2020. Relationship ends. Relationship ends. How were you feeling? Like, were you in like deep, dark depression breakup or were you just like, I'm chilling? Um, I was heartbroken. Um, Even though it was my decision to end that relationship, I was still completely heartbroken um, because I did think that for a while that he was my person. And I think because we had spent so much time together because of the circumstances of COVID, like I was not emotionally okay. Um, Took time off of work, like mental health days. My family was a huge support system. But emotionally, I was not okay from that breakup. I want to call out, just do a little aside. I'm so glad you had mental health days to like take off of work. And I think that corporate America should grant everybody like seven breakup days. 
oh my gosh, just any type of mental health day. I am so yeah. fortunate that my company has separate sick and vacation time. So I do not feel guilty using my sick time for a mental health day here and there. And like my boss is fully supportive of it. But yes, corporate America yeah. needs to like definitely address mental health better in their leave policies 100%. Yeah. I will say there were times when I worked at Sony Music where like I was just in such a dark place because of like, uh, like relationship shit and breakup yeah. stuff where I would go into work and my boss would just send me home. And I'm so grateful that she saw how not okay I was. Yeah. And like, would it have been better for me to sit at my desk and cry all day instead of like being alone? Maybe, but there were days where I did do that too. <laughs> so I just think for anyone who's in like a, a managerial position, like if you see that somebody working under you is not well, or even if you see your coworkers like really not okay and you know they're going through something, like maybe tell your manager like, hey, I think we should really like let Alana go home and do what she needs to do today. Just saying. Okay. 100%. Absolutely agree with that. So yeah, so we're now at like the beginning of 2021. Um, I don't really know how things progress between me and said coworker. Um, it is worth like I do. It's worth noting that I did not have his phone number whatsoever until I was outside of my relationship. Like we started to maybe DM in Instagram, like a little bit more outside of the work hours, but like he was not a factor in that relationship ending whatsoever. And I think when that relationship ended, he and I started texting and things heated up very quickly thereafter. Um, like a week and a half, two weeks later kind of thing. So I proposed, I was the one who proposed friends with benefits because I saw that I was like not in this emotionally okay point, but I think I was probably missing the physical side of the relationship I was just getting out of. And I thought that maybe I could do like the physical side without any emotions attached, without it like interfering with kind of my mental state at the time. <laughs> Had you ever done this before? No. Absolutely had you not. ever had a friend or like have it had it modeled for you where you've seen it work? Nope. Nope. Oops. Did not. Have you ever been the type of person who has been able to do casual before? I'm, <laughs> I'm hesitating, which probably means no. Um, okay. I have not Continue. been, yeah, I have not been in a ton of relationships. Um, and I would say more recently I've been able to do casual, but at this time, no, I had not done casual. But why not? Let's try it. So why not? And with the coworker, what could go wrong? See what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we're texting one night and it come like it gets to the point where I somehow propose this friends with benefits idea and he agreed on three terms. So the first was that none of our coworkers would find out. The second is that it would end the moment we returned to like a pre-COVID office environment. And the third is that we wouldn't talk about it over our work messaging system. It would just be like over texting and things like that. What did you think of these? I thought those were fine. I thought those were like all very valid, totally valid. Um, I was fine with not sharing it with anybody. Well, at the time, nobody knew, but (laughs) they sounded like good ground rules for me. I have a question logistically because I'm thinking back to the beginning of 2021 and that's when Jake and I first like matched on an app, but we couldn't even go on a date with each other because I was still like seeing my roommates and my family. So I like wasn't able to see anybody else. So I'm curious how COVID played into that and having to like social distance and quarantine. Brave the uncomfortable. 
Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed 
for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Yeah, so I live alone, um, so I didn't have the roommate situation, and because of my parents taking care of my grandparents, um, to be honest, I didn't see my family much during COVID because we were very cautious, and if I was going to see them, I would do a true quarantine for two weeks beforehand, and he just had one roommate who was quarantining with his girlfriend. So both of our circles were very small, um, and that was one thing that we had talked about too because obviously like this is still like peak COVID, right? Where you're like in Right. Bubbles. Like if you're not, if you're not telling anyone, but you saw this other person then had to lie about it, like that adds yeah. a whole layer too. Okay, cool. Yep. Get so I really wasn't seeing many people early 2021, which is probably why I also got a dog during this time. Cause I was just, there was uh, I needed some interaction with, with some people. So it sounds um, about right. Yep. So that's kind of how everything worked with COVID. Um, we, he proposed those terms and agreements. If you'll call them those things, I said, yes, sounds good. And he was at my place like a week later. And that's when we slept together for the first time. So this is now like mid January, 2021. I'm like two weeks post breakup. Wow. Yeah. I just think okay. about that. And I'm like, that. that's early. I don't know. I don't know how I was even like available, like physically available for that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the first time sometimes you're with a new partner, if it's close to a breakup, like, I don't even know how I was able to do it, but somehow I was able to do it. I mean, I think in those situations, we never know how we're going to react. And if it's something that you're like, okay, this is what I want right now. And like, this is what I think will help me. Then you justify it. However you need to, you're like, this is what I'm going to do. So I'm going to go do it. And I'm not yeah. telling anybody about it anyway. So nobody can tell me this is a bad decision, even though might be, but that's might why be. I'm part of the reason I'm not <laughs> telling anybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we started and we saw each other like pretty regularly weekly, I'd say, um, from that point on. Um, eventually I think one of our coworker friends did find out about it like six, seven months later. Um, cause things were working for us. Like things worked for us for a while. I think we were both able to like keep feelings out of it. Um, I actually entered into a new relationship the fall of 2021 and again, had met that person organically. Um, I told my coworker like, Hey, I met somebody I'm excited about him. And in order to fully be able to pursue this, like I can't be seeing you as well. Um, and I have a question about yeah. that. For anyone else out there who's doing a friends with benefits situation, 
at what point, like how far into meeting this other person and exploring things with them did you decide, okay, I need to cut this off with my coworker? I think it was honestly after a date or two, like we had really this, um, my ex-boyfriend and I had really great chemistry. So I think even after our first or second date, I was like, I'm excited about this. Like this seems like there could be potential. Um, and I want to explore this. I think that's smart that you did that instead of waiting for like four or five, six dates. Then you're like sleeping oh. with both of them. And then it's like, ah, and then you feel guilty and don't know what to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, clean cut. But, Love it. Yeah. Clean cut. So I told him and he was totally fine. And I think at this point, because it was like still purely just physical, it was really easy for us to turn the switch on and off. Um, so it was kind of like, okay, switch is off. Like we're back to friends. Um, I was open about this friends with benefits situationship with the boyfriend at the time too. Cause I think, you know, when you're dating someone new, you kind of go over your relationship history. Um, and I had told him about the serious relationship I was in over COVID. And then recently was like, just was sleeping with a coworker, but assured him that that was done. There were no feelings there, like nothing that he needed to worry about. Um, so it wasn't something that I like tried to hide from future partners either. Cause I mean, it's a part of my relationship history. Right. Um, and it was fine during the during that relationship. Um, the coworker and I still talked every once in a while, like still messaged at work, but it was on a very platonic basis because he knew mm-hmm. that that's kind of where things stood in our friendship. Um, but when that relationship ended, switch was why right did back that on. relationship <laughs> ended? Um, How so, did that come to be? So I am usually the one who breaks up with the other person in relationships, but that was the first relationship in a long time I was broken up with. Um, That person was just not ready to be in a relationship. Um, It was the first time he had tried dating since being a single dad. And I just don't think that he was able to fully give himself. So again, ended on very good terms. Yeah. Were you in the same like mental state after this breakup as you were the previous one? Or was this one a little different? This was a little different. We had only dated for three months. So I think there wasn't that like factor of feeling like you lost your future husband um, and like your future that you'd been planning on. I was still definitely shaken up about it because again, like it had kind of come out of the blue for me. Um, But I was in kind of a a better spot after this one. Yeah. Okay. So things turn back on again (laughs) again so we are now in like january of 2022 um so the beginning of last year and i would say that again things worked for us up until like summer of 2022 which is when things started to get messy and very blurred lines at this point is it still a secret um for the most part, yeah. I think only two of our close coworker friends knew at this point. Um, it really wasn't. I mean, my girlfriends knew the whole time. Like I told people, like I told my close friends yeah. outside of work what was going on. Um, but people who knew both of us in the work setting, I really only think like two or three people knew. Got it. Okay. So, so things start secret. to get. Yeah. Things start to get a little fuzzy. Things start to get fuzzy and. When we, like previously when we had slept together, it was very much like I'd come over to his place, he'd come over to mine, we'd sleep together, we'd leave. Like very much a booty call, if that's what you want to call it. Let's call it for what it is. Um, Usually late at night, it just, that's what it was. And I think during that summer of 2022 is when I realized that what we had started out with, with this friends with benefits was not what it was currently. Um, Uh... 
we didn't have to worry about the returning to work aspect because our company just stayed 100% remote after COVID. Um, but seeing him, like I started to meet his friends. We started to do some stuff together. It started to turn into like hanging out for a little bit and then sleeping together. And then like I stayed the night at his place the first couple of times, which is hilarious because he does not share covers and he does not cuddle. So we might as well have just been platonic friends sleeping in the same bed. Um, but so I just funny. like things started to get a little bit like I, they just felt different. And I think I was starting to question whether or not I had feelings also because I was getting these like mixed messages, right? Of like meeting his entire friend group and like, what does that mean? Or I distinctly remember one night that summer, um, he texted me or like we were texting all night and he's like, Hey, like the boys and I are coming back from the bars we're going to play some board games at our place. But if you want to come over, you should. So before I know it, I'm like playing board games with all of his guy friends. You know, his hand is on my thigh underneath the table. We're holding hands, standing up. His like hands are around my waist and there's alcohol involved, but like still just different than how things had started. Yeah. It went from being like very transactional to like, okay, there's a friendship here there's this dynamic that feels like steps you take in a relationship happening and it's progressing. It's like, it's not just like going now having sleepovers. It's, it's all this other stuff. And I'm sure at the same time, you're also having like deeper conversations as you're spending more time together. Yeah. And I think just between of how frequently we had talked, what we had talked about, and then like the physical aspect as well, like he turned into my best friend. Like, and I think that um, honestly is why I didn't say anything that summer is because I was really scared to lose him as my best friend. And it's, yeah. I'm usually a very direct, like open communicator in a relationship. So it's kind of surprising to me that like how poor I allowed my communication skills to get during this. But I think it just stemmed from like that, like the feeling of being afraid of losing him. Yeah. And and that's so human and normal and makes complete sense because yeah, you could have said something like you're capable of having hard conversations, but it's not that they were hard conversations. It's that they were scary conversations. And if you bring it up, like, well, what's at risk here? Like you don't want to lose it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's also worth noting too, he has never been in a relationship. So I don't think that he has ever really had to communicate his feelings um, or be very open about where he stood in a relationship before. Yeah. So I think that was a big part of it. Um, but we, I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything. I didn't want to ruin what was going on because it was, you know, it was great. It was, it was working. It was messy, but it was working. Um, but then again, I met somebody organically and um, decided that like, this is another relationship I wanted to try and pursue. And this is now like September, October of 22. Um, so I let him know like, Hey, met somebody you need to take a pause. I would always call them pauses, which is probably really bad because a pause means you're going to like restart at some point, <laughs> but right. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? 
Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too. So if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, Season 15, Episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Yeah, so I would say like, you know, we need to take a pause here. Um, And I started dating that person. And then in... October of 2022, we were texting one night. I was driving from place to place. So There's kind of like a lull in our conversation. And then he texted me again and pretty much said like, hey, I'm sorry if this is out of the blue, but I realize I have feelings for you. And I wanted wow. to just let you know and like before it's too late, if you feel the same, like we should talk about things when you're back from your upcoming work trip. Wow. What is getting that text feel like? Uh, (laughs) uh, It was one of those things where like I had waited so long for us to address what was going on, but then to get it two weeks when I'm back into this relationship that I'm really excited about. To be honest, my gut feeling was like, oh shit, I don't want to lose him as a friend. It wasn't necessarily like, what am I going to do? I'm in this new relationship and I want to be with him instead. Okay. Wow. Did you tell the person you were dating that this happened? I did. How did he react to that? Um, so he knew who he was in my life. Again, I told him that I had been sleeping with a coworker, nothing to worry about, kind of the whole same spiel. Um, and I was actually driving from a friend's birthday dinner to visit this current boyfriend at work because he was um, in the service industry. So I was like, like visit, like he could tell something was up because this text rocked me. Like I was not expecting to get this. So later on that night, I had told him that my coworker expressed that he had feelings, but that my gut reaction was not that I reciprocated them. It was that I didn't want to lose him as a friend and like wanted to just be open and honest about it. Cause again, like I didn't want my boyfriend at the time to worry. That's, I mean, I think that's good that it was just like honest and, and transparent and open, but also like you gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta figure it out. Right. You so you gotta figure it out. You gotta digest it. <laughs> Okay. So how did the figuring it out go? Um, it could have gone better. So I did go out of town on a work trip out of state for the next week. And I was hoping that I like would have clarity on this work trip. Right. Um, that I would like feel good one way or the other, or just like think about what I wanted to tell my coworker when I got back. And I never got that clarity. Um, and right when I got back from that work trip, is also when my relationship started to become very unhealthy. Um, Now looking back at it, I should have seen the early warning signs and I saw them very clearly when I got myself out in February of 2023. But it was 
and I hate using these words because it feels like my situation was so minor compared to what some people have to go through, but um, it was verbally and emotionally abusive. And when I had gotten back from that work trip is kind of when that started to show itself. And when things were really good between us, they were really good. But when they were really bad, they were really, really bad. And my mind would always go back to my coworker um, of trying to figure out like, you know, like this is a horrible, this honestly is a horrible relationship I'm in. Like, should I still be in this relationship? What am I doing with my life? Yeah, that's really tough because, you know, usually I think in, in that situation, and I'm so sorry you had to go through that. It's, it's horrible and something nobody should ever experience. And and I I respect your like caveat of like, I know other people have it worse, but at the same time, that doesn't discount your experience and you still experience what you experienced and that shouldn't happen anyway. So I just pour one out for you. Um, <laughs> but that's tough because when usually when that happens, it's like, well, people feel inclined to stay. Well, first of all, it's really hard to leave a relationship yeah. like that, but it's like, well, the good, the good times are good. And without this person, what am I going to do? But you were actually in this unique situation where you knew if you left, you knew what the other option was. You weren't yeah. going to be alone. You could choose to be with this person who wanted to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I was just paralyzed by like, what do I do? Because when the good times are like, when the times are good, they're really good. Um, yeah. But also like, do I want to date my best friend and potentially ruin our friendship though, too? Like there was just right. a lot to try and process. And I mean, this is a hundred percent on me. I'll own up to this. I took way too long to t talk to my coworker and have that follow-up conversation. Like it was literally two months later that we finally tried to text and at that point, he's like, you know, I've been able to think about it more. I think we're better off as friends. And we agreed oh, that, like, this didn't God. change our dynamic, that, like, I just didn't want anything to change in our friendship. And we both agreed to that. And I was still in the relationship. And I, you know, we kind of just left it as, at that. Um, I wish it could have been left at that. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, well, <laughs> things couldn't have gotten any messier. My boyfriend at the time actually accused me of emotionally cheating. And for being very upfront and honest about who he was, I thought that like, if he was concerned about it, there would have been a conversation that was had right at like kind of the get go when I informed him right. that this person was in my life. Um, but instead it turned into this explosive fight. I was accused of emotionally cheating. He told me that I was keeping him in my back pocket. Um, just really horrible things. And I'll be honest, like that was the first time that I put myself in his shoes. And I was like, I get it. Like I was not like, deliberately trying to emotionally cheat but I do get that you would not want your girlfriend still having a close friendship daily talking etc with somebody who she slept with for two plus years before dating you who has feelings for her who has feelings for her 100 yeah. percent. so you know the fight was explosive it was horrible but like we kind of decided to move past it um and as I said earlier like I got myself out of that relationship in February of 2023 um, and I, I, I would not say that my coworker played a role in that whatsoever. I think like realizing how unhealthy and how horrible of a relationship it was, was really the main driver. Um, my coworker did actually invite me to his house the day after that we broke up and I said too soon. I was like, it hasn't That's even funny. been 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Soon. Good. Like, Stuff I hasn't know, settled. Like, yeah, I was like, I know that I'm like in a better place 
being out of this breakup because I, I know I'm so much better not having that relationship in my life. But that also doesn't mean that I'm ready to sleep with you 24 hours later. Yeah, again, um, so- it's also, <laughs> again, you also want to like, I'm sure be cautious of this friendship and this situation. If you're going to get back into it and what that means. And like, it's just too much, like too many emotions, too many emotions. So I said, give me a week. So a week later, (laughs) (laughs) something to look forward to. to Yeah. So again, a week later switches back on. um, And we slept together for probably another like month or so after that. And then finally I was like, okay, I have feelings. Like I'm, done denying them I've accepted them I have feelings here I don't know what I want to do about them I want to communicate them but I don't know if I want to date him like I don't know what this means um but I just need to say it so I think this is probably March of 2023 or so we had slept together I was about to leave his apartment and it just kind of like came out as word vomit (laughs) and I said I have feelings like I don't know what I want I don't know what they mean I recognize I may have just royally fucked everything up, but I've like, I'm done denying them. I just needed to verbalize them. And I don't know if you still feel the same. I don't even know what I want. (laughs) Can I ask a question? Yeah. At this point. So like uh, very recently, very recently, you you both still work at the same company. Oh, we sure do. (laughs) Okay. The chances of that in itself, like two people in their like late twenties or there's what, like whatever, I don't know his age, but like, the fact that you guys both are still like three years later at the same company, that is the craziest part of this whole thing. <laughs> oh yeah. We're mentors together at our company. We oh are, my God. Oh, uh, yep, we work very closely. Um, but we're still there. Unwell. Okay. So what he, how do he take this? Um, so we're in person, mind you, have you ever gotten the like equivalent of a K text response in person? Because that's what I got. Like he literally wow. stared at me and he goes, K. Like, not okay, or okay, like K. I got the letter K in response to telling him that I had feelings for him. Oh, my God. I wanted to shake him. I I just, I think my mouth dropped, and I looked at him, and I was like, are, are you going to give me anything more? Like, and after he's all like, this. After all this. And he goes, well, I'm going to have to think about that. And I was like, that's fair. That's fine. I probably like, I took two months. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, that's fine. I left his apartment feeling like an absolute fool. Like just oh, like pure no. embarrassment. I, I was like, why did I even say that? I shouldn't have ruined thing, blah, 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 blah. And honestly, I think it was so good that I said it because um, it helped me realize that he is not what I want. And it helped me really? realize that like, I don't actually want to date him. Um, I think there was this moment of like the future that I am envisioning with him. Is that the realistic future or is that the romanticized future that I want that I'm placing him into? I want to hug you and like <laughs> scream right now because <laughs> I think every single person who's dating anyone the first, like, whether it's like one date in three dates in, you're even, you haven't even gone on a date. You've been talking for a month and you're fantasizing about this future or even like in a situation friends with benefits new relationship i think every single person should be asking themselves exactly what you asked yourself because more often than not the answer is wait a second no i actually don't want this and we don't want the same things and it sounds better in my head than it actually would be in real life But instead, we don't ask ourselves that we let our imagination carry us away. And we end up in 
two year long situationships. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And here we are two, two plus years later with it. Um, yeah. So I was able, like, I don't, to be honest, after listening to this podcast, like I don't believe in checklists anymore. And I think that my dating history is proof of that. I've dated a lot of different people who have made me very happy, but I do think there are core beliefs you have to have in common. Um, and for us, like me and this coworker, we don't see eye to eye on faith and we don't see eye to eye on children. And I think those, those are, are the big, two of the biggest things. Those are the two big non-negotiables. And after talking about it with some of my girlfriends, like I realized that to be in a relationship with him, I would have to sacrifice my potential want for children. I'm not a hundred percent on kids, but like, it's important for me to be with a partner who either does or is also on the fence. Um, and I also would have to sacrifice sharing my faith with my husband, which is something that I don't think you should have to do for the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he, yeah. So that was like, honestly, communicating those feelings, I think was the best thing I could have done because it made me realize that I did not actually want a relationship with him. I'm so fucking proud of you. I also need everybody to know that when you emailed me at the end of your email, you said that you communicated your feelings to him and you're currently waiting for him to think about what you said. And that, that was where we left off. So I'm like immensely proud of you for coming to that realization. Also on your own, like regardless of if he was like, okay, yeah, let's do it or not. Like you realized you had what you had to do for you. Absolutely. And I think that I kind of knew his answer. Like if you gave me a a K response in person, like, I know you don't have feelings there, right? Like if you did, I think that would have been a drastically different conversation from the get go. What Um, do you think changed for him? Because of like a few months before he said he had feelings for you. Yeah. I think maybe he got to the place too. We're realizing we were probably better off as friends. Um, and there was a moment like after I communicated my feelings when he was still quote unquote thinking about things, he invited me over. And this, I'm also very proud of myself for, because I said, no, like, I don't think that we should be physically seeing each other while you are still thinking about things. Um, like I appreciate the invite, but like this, I don't, I didn't want to like give that to him while he's like trying to process if he has feelings. Like I was like, I, I also think that that space helped because we actually didn't have a conversation to address things until two days ago, like literally right before recording this. So it went a month and no. a half. A month. Oh and my a god! Half. Yeah. And we joked wow. that I took two months, so he was allowed to take a month and a half. Um, but I think that space was like also really good for me realizing like this isn't a person I want to be in a relationship with, and like that conversation for me was just more of like there's been a lot that hasn't been communicated and that has been left unsaid over the last two years. And I just wanted to talk about things and just kind of, I mean, I don't want to say closure, but like just to try and understand it better from his side as well. Like, was he also feeling feelings back in the summer of 2022 and just didn't say anything or was it truly just seeing me with a new partner that made him realize it? Like all of these things that we were able to talk about a couple days ago, um, yeah. And I think it honestly ended in like the best way possible because I still have my best friend after all of this. Like, I think that this is a very slippery slope where it ends in heartbreak for one person or the other. Um, and I knew that if dating him, like dating him probably meant losing him because I would realize that he's not my long-term person and then he's out of my mm-hmm. life forever. Um, but also like we both are in this mutual agreement spot of we are better off as friends. And our friendship hasn't been affected by it. That's incredible. It's and rare. so rare. Yeah. 
that like after all of this and I think like I mean I can tell you know how lucky that is but it's so crazy that after like all of this back and forth and I mean I think it's amazing that he was there for you when you needed somebody and you needed him and and I imagine now you're putting an end to the sleeping together thing maybe yes so the only wrench <laughs> so the now the current thing that I'm trying to he said that so when we talked a couple of days ago he said that balls in my court if like we still want to sleep together or not the reason that I that we're debating it um I'm actually moving to New York City in two months yeah you are so excited so I think what I'm we're trying to figure out is like we only have a month or two left together do we just sleep together a couple more times and call it done or I told him that I don't know if that would be helpful or hurtful to me like even though I'm at this point where I know we shouldn't be in a relationship like this space for the last month and a half has been able to like transition our relationship back to being just platonic, which has right. been helpful, but also like, I'm only here for a couple more months. So I don't, I'm still trying. I'm jury's out on that. Listen, I know that's how I feel about <laughs> it. I mean, how much harm can really come from it? But I but- figure- yeah, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I plead either. the fifth on that one. I, listen, <laughs> I think I think the wise choice would be like close this chapter and move forward. But also, like, is it really going to impact you that much if you don't? And if you just like have a little fun and and that's what I figure too. He's pretty much gone the whole month of July anyway, so it's really like a month. I don't think any harm would come from it. He's someone I trust. He's somebody that I still care a lot about. Um, yeah at this point you've been through it all together so like whatever a little goodbye person what more could happen like I don't think like a month is going to ruin our relationship and it's also not going to change any of our moral values to be the perfect match for each other and prevent me moving to New York City yeah and I listen if you know that and you go into it with that and, and you keep checking in with yourself which like based on everything you've told me it sounds like you would because you were able to come to this realization on your own and, and ask yourself the, the hard questions and have those hard conversations together you're fine yeah I'm power to you <laughs> yeah you're gonna yeah, do it I'm probably gonna and then you're gonna come to New York and, and then I'm gonna come to New York I'm and who so, knows and who knows yeah I am so excited knows? for that so yeah kind of a wild like as messy as it sounds we got super messy we cleared things up and somehow miraculously ended um on a positive note and I just like would give that warning to people wanting to approach this or think about communicating their feelings for a coworker or a friend like you have to weigh it out and know that you might lose that person. Um, And if you're doing a friends with benefits, like I think communication is key and I probably should have communicated my feelings back in summer of 22 because I think it could have prevented a lot of this messiness. Um, But proceed with caution. Do you regret the way things unfolded? No, I don't. Um, I think because we have such a good ending to things, I don't regret it. Um, Should I have been in that relationship this past fall? No, I probably should have figured out what was going on between him and I before being emotionally invested with somebody else. Um, But I don't regret the two plus years of our situationship. Is there anything 
you would change about the way things started for anyone who might be thinking about taking this for a spin (laughs) taking it for a little joy ride um oh god it sounds so bad um what do I advise for anybody who's thinking about it I think having those ground rules was good um and I think the moment that those start to change you talk about it because clearly something more has progressed Completely agree. And you know why I think that's good? And I I wish actually everybody when starting anything would have this conversation because it forces you to have a conversation and talk about it. And you're both on the same page. Yep. There's so much beauty in that. So much people can take away from that. (laughs) Yep. I think if you're going to do friends with benefits, I think communication is just the key um, to making it work. And the moment it's not starting to work for one person, you need to end it before it either gets yeah. messy, like this example, or um, before Absolutely. somebody gets really hurt. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm so You're excited welcome. for you to come to New York. We will absolutely have to hang out. Before I let you go, what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? So this is from my sister right after that really hard breakup um, during COVID. And she said, if it is that good with the wrong person, imagine how good it will be with the right one. I've never heard that before, and I am so obsessed with it. Mic drop, right? Literal mic drop. That is always what I keep telling myself because I'm like, oh gosh, it was like, it's so easy to. I'm somebody who can, again, romanticize futures and past and like go back to past partners. And I'm like, God, if it was like that good with them, just imagine how good it will be with my right person. Yeah, that's beautiful. On that note, thank you so much. Excited to see what's next for you. We'll we'll report back in in a year with the New York saga (laughs) to everyone who tuned in. Thank you so much. Go ahead. I was going to say, if dating in my current city is anything like dating in New York, (laughs) man, I um my friends joke I can write like yeah, I my friends joke I can write a New York Times bestseller with crap I've been through. So bring it on, New York. I'm ready. Buckle up. Love it. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!